calling out to the Atascacita community. It's time for your Atascacita Library advanced copy. Get your notes and news now. Hello, Atascacita community. It is April 17th, 2021. Thank you for joining us here on Atascacita Library's advanced copy. This podcast, we will be talking about some of our programs coming up. We'll also give a few book reviews. There's Earth Day coming up this month, and Marissa shares some tips and tricks on minimizing your carbon footprint. April is National Poetry Month, and we had a teen poetry contest. The winner of the poetry contest will be announced next week during the Poetry Slam program. We'll also be talking about disinformation and misinformation. But first, let's talk about using our library voices. This month is Autism Acceptance Month. April has been designated as Autism Awareness or Acceptance Month since the 1970s. Harris County Public Library's podcast, Using Our Library Voices, interviews local autism advocate William Purdy and offers book recommendations that speak on the history of autism, support for individuals, and books written by autistic authors. You can find Using Our Library Voices on all major podcast apps, including Stitcher, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Ah, the internet. A love-hate relationship where you can do things like listen to this podcast, find a recipe for basically anything, and feel connected to people, sometimes more connected than you'd like. It can also be the place where people find themselves following a link path into a dark forest. The cunning duplicity of the internet. Anyone with internet access can post their thoughts and feelings on the internet. And anyone can post their thoughts and feelings on the internet. Today, here at Tascacita, we're going to really embrace our training in education and talk about misinformation and disinformation. The main difference between the two, and I'm really kind of summarizing some pretty complex ideas here, but we're really talking about intent. Misinformation is kind of an oops. You read something, you think it's correct, or it aligns with your current ideas and thoughts, and you share it. Only discover later on maybe it wasn't true. That's spreading misinformation. The intent behind it is more careless than conniving. Disinformation, on the other hand, is intended to defraud, confuse, and outright lie about a topic. Disinformation is a disease, and certainly it can spread like one, which is why the World Health Organization has a campaign against infodemics. And what an infodemic is, is a flood of information in various forms, physical and digital, which can mix misinformation, disinformation, and facts. If you visit the World Health Organization website at www.who.int, you'll find so many resources on many different health topics. And one of those is infodemics. A spotlight they had recently was, let's flatten the infodemic curve. So how do you do that? 
The thing is, we're exposed to a ton of information on a daily basis, and not all of it is reliable. So what they'd like to do is help stop the spread of misinformation. They give some top tips. You want to assess the source. Where did they get it from? Where did you find it? Is it friends or family? And sometimes even then you need to vet the source. Definitely go beyond the headlines. Just because the link says one thing doesn't mean the article behind it actually supports what they had to say. Be sure you can identify the author. Credible news sources have an identifiable author and usually somebody you can trace back and ask questions of. Be sure to check the date. You know how it is. Sometimes you just share that funny article or that silly meme or something a little more serious only to find it was back in 2005 and it's been falsified so many times. You want to also examine the supporting evidence. Credible stories are going to give you resources to investigate further. They want you to question what they're providing you. Also, and this is a tricky one, check your own biases. Now, what does that mean? That means think about whether your own thoughts or feelings could affect your judgment on what is or isn't trustworthy. Turn to fact checkers. There are so many online resources for fact checkers. There is the International Fact Checking Network. And you know what you also have? You have your local librarians. Yes, we're fact checkers. We do research. We know how to search out reliable sources. Even though we aren't currently open, did you know that you can get one-on-one -on -one reference help through hcpl.net? Go to hcpl.net, Services, Ask Us, and select One-on-One -on -one Online. You'll make a meeting to meet with a librarian online, and they can really help you research your topic, even if it isn't about misinformation, disinformation, or the latest meme. The World Health Organization also encourages information hygiene. So what is information hygiene? First of all, before sharing something, they'd like you to ask yourself these questions. How does it make me feel? Why am I sharing this? How do I know if it's true? Where did it come from? And whose agenda might I be supporting by sharing it? If you know something is false or it makes you angry, don't share it to debunk it or make fun of it. That just spreads the misinformation or disinformation further. There are places you can report disinformation or misinformation. Go to reliable resources or visit the World Health Organization and they'll be glad that you're helping stop the spread of an infodemic. You've been listening to Atascacita Library Advanced Copy. Earth Day is an annual event that takes place around the globe to demonstrate support for environmental protection. This year, it lands on April 22nd, and many important environmental events happen every year on this day. The Biden administration has decided to convene a global climate summit on Earth Day, and with the recent signing of the Paris Agreement, Earth Day continues to be a momentous and unifying day each and every year. But celebrating Earth Day doesn't have to be a one-and-done deal. 
or a big event in which you impact the community like recycling old items or planting more trees and supporting groups with an active hand in protecting the environment. Although these are wonderful ways to participate in Earth Day. Earth Day can extend into your daily life, and I think it's important to start thinking about how our impact on the planet will last long after we're gone. I know change can be intimidating, and for some, zero-waste efforts are hard to manage. I get that. I started to embrace sustainable living a few years after I realized I had always tried to reuse and recycle what I already had. As a teen, I'd fashion jeans into denim shorts or walk to my nearest thrift store with my allowance to buy a nice used t-shirt or cardigan because you can never have enough cardigans. After finding out just how much money was going into purchasing a new wardrobe at the mall or how much money was still and is still going into my Starbucks purchases, nobody's perfect. I felt like I should act on these changes and try to help the environment in any way I can and at my own pace. So with that said, here are a few simple ways to lower your carbon footprint by participating in zero waste and sustainable living. And again, you can tackle one of these or all all of these. Um, Really, I think it should be approached at your own pace. So learning the five R's, or as I call it, Refuse, reduce, reuse, rot, and recycle. In no specific order, these five R's are really the basis for sustainable living, and this can include reusing items you have around the house. Have an old t-shirt you never wear anymore? You can cut it up into squares to use for cleaning or place it into a scrap bin, and over time you can have enough material to make a t-shirt blanket or a bag. You can also have a composting bin where food scraps can go into it and you can either store it in either the freezer or on the counter. Once it's full, you can use it for your own backyard or there are locations around Houston that will actually take your compost for you, which I think is really cool. Little changes like using a reusable thermos or cup for drinking a beverage or bringing your own utensils to reduce plastic waste, especially in the time that we are in where to-go dining is becoming an ever-present thing. Support thrift stores and resale shops by buying used clothing. Many times you'll find great deals on gently used items, some with the tags still on, surprisingly. And lastly, I want to kind of mention supporting farmers markets. Buying produce and locally sourced food at farmers markets greatly supports local businesses and farms who work hard to supply us great seasonal options. You don't have to go every weekend, but making an effort to stop by one weekend a month could support lowering your carbon footprint by buying locally. You never know what goodie you'll find, and plus the food is delicious. The change I've started and I haven't quite looked back on was buying beeswax wraps. I bought beeswax wraps a few years ago to curb my usage of plastic wrap, and I instantly fell in love. Beeswax wraps are made from cotton cloth and beeswax melted and baked into it. Um, So basically what you get left is a bendable piece of cloth that sticks to itself. And you can use these to wrap up leftovers or fashion into a veggie saver or even make kind of like a sandwich wrap. I personally use these a lot. 
Um, I use it to cover leftovers or if I have like leftover veggies that I just didn't use up, I will wrap that in the beeswax wrap. I highly recommend them. I bought some three years ago and let me tell you, they're still around. Like <laughs> I've lost one in the pack of five that I bought, but they are easily uh, renewable too. So if you find that your beeswax wrap is not as sticky or some of the wax has kind of gone away over time because the way you clean the beeswax wrap is by using cold water and soap, um, you can always apply more beeswax onto the cloth, bake it again, and it's like you have a brand new cloth. <laughs> They're incredibly versatile. I highly recommend them. It is one thing that I haven't looked back on and I've saved a lot of money by not having to purchase plastic wrap. Recently, in our last month's craft club, Mary provided beeswax wrap craft kits. And you can actually still preview the video on our Facebook page for a how-to tutorial on how she made those. And this month, she's at it again with an Earth Day craft by reusing glass bottles to create a beautiful work of art. You can pick up a craft club kit at curbside starting Monday, April 19th, and while supplies last because they are limited. Then you can view a how-to tutorial on April 20th at 5 p.m. on our Facebook page. You can also partake in Earth Day as a family. Activities can include making bird feeders out of seed cakes or making seed bombs that support pollinators to visit the flowers that bloom from the seeds. STEM Club will be hosting a bio blitz for the month of April as it is also Citizen Science Month. April 19th, pick up a STEM Club kit at curbside and partake in citizen science by observing Atascacita's biodiversity. Change happens gradually, and with consistent effort and motivation, even you can help our beautiful planet. For more information and resources on Earth Day, visit their website at www.earthday.org. The Environmental Working Group is a community 30 million strong, working to protect our environmental health by changing industry standards. Visit their website at www.ewg.org for more information. And of course, if you're interested in zero waste and sustainable living after this segment, you can check out our catalog and place a hold on our many titles to further your interest. Be sure to check out some items from our book bundle, Earth Day Edition, at curbside on your next visit. Here, reading, reading, reading. That's right. Tales and Tales Summer Reading Program 2021 is on its way. Hey guys, this is PJ. Just wanting to let you know about our upcoming 25th library anniversary and what you can expect. All week long from May 3rd to May 8th, we will be celebrating the big 2-5, 25 years that is, with the 90s taking center stage. Starting Monday, May the 3rd, we will be handing out adult take-home crafts, our updated version of the popular friendship bracelet. Tuesday is YA Retro 90s Crafts, which will include do-it-yourself pogs and more. Wednesday, May 5th, to honor the official day the library was open, our friends group full will be handing out giveaway packets, and Commissioner Garcia will be proclaiming May 5th as a Tascacita Branch Library Day. We'll also have delicious cookies, and if you swing by the library, you might even see some 90s fashion modeled by the staff. Thursday, May 6th, we'll continue the fun with the 90s-inspired children's craft. 
Friday, May the 7th, we'll take you back to the 90s with our pop culture mystery bag that's sure to remind you why the 90s rolled. To round off our celebration on Saturday, May 8th, we'll give you a taste of the 90s with our 90s snack pack giveaway. And as if this wasn't enough, we will also be handing out commemorative enamel pins all week long. Make sure to come and get your goodies while supplies last. Celebrating with us, share your pictures or comments on our social media pages. Programs coming up this month include a special presentation from Mosaic, the program from Humble ISD that supports neurodiverse adults. Here's an excerpt from their program. One of the most important parts of what we do is connection to what comes next. Our Mosaic Agency Liaison, along with other Mosaic st staff, will work closely with your family to help you connect to the adult supports and services you might need to embark on this important step into adult life, including TWC, social security, day programs, residential facilities, etc. Mosaic is a program for students who are ready to actively move toward the transition to adult life, and the timeline for Mosaic is as individualized as our programming. Students are ready to exit Mosaic when they have met their transition goals. For some, this means they have the skills to enter a day program and are connected, and for others, it means they find a job and are successfully working. Our ultimate goal is to be the bridge between public school life and adult life, to make the last day of public education be the same as the first day of adult life. You also don't want to miss out on Anime Jam. Episode 2 is a wholesome slice. Hey everyone, I'm Janelle. And I'm Marissa. We're from the Tuskegee Cedar Branch Library. And today's program is Anime, Anime Jam, Jam, a wholesome slice. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we'll talk about anime that are slice of life and also wholesome. And slice of life is like your every, it's like the everyday ordinary experiences of characters. Mm -hmm. It's not really a story. Right. Yeah, it basically shows like the daily lives of the characters and what they're doing. So that can mean like them going to school, going to the convenience store with friends, um, basically just doing life. Um, it's also very wholesome. So usually these promote well-being and good vibes and positivity. Um, and most of the time, a lot of these shows are very cute. So it just, it really, it's a lot of like feel-good shows that make you just want to like I don't know. Just go out and live your life like a slice of life. <laughs> <laughs> and um, sometimes shows like they're they're so happy and so good that you sometimes I cry. <laughs> oh yeah, like it's joyful tears. So yes, yes. <laughs> so we do have a couple to recommend for you today. We have um, some shows, but we also have a monthly manga and anime pick. So these might not necessarily be. Slice of Life, but they're just ones that we're watching or reading currently that we think you'd also enjoy. Calling all teen poets and poetry fans. We have special programs for you this month. Why? It's National Poetry Month. Love performing poetry? Then head on down to our Poetry Slam on Tuesday, April 20th at 4 p.m. You can read your favorite poems or anything you've written. To join our Discord or ask questions about any of our teen programs mentioned, you can always email ATA Teen at hcpl.net. So what are we reading this month? Recently, I finished the book Neurotribes, The Legacy of Autism and the Future of Neurodiversity by Steve Silverman. It was published in 2015. It is an historical and recent study of autism, from its first definitions to modern advocacy. 
with biographical sketches from centuries ago to today's known names like Temple Grandin and Leo Rosas. Let me say that as I was thinking about this book, I kept coming back to it is a very difficult read. Silberman is a journalist and he does not skirt around or shy away from harsh histories. And the book includes realities of early diagnoses and treatments, as well as the beginning of eugenics and the impact of society and politics on the neurodivergent populace. This legacy, as referred to in the title, is fully explored. Many years of research went into this book, and it is an ultimately hopeful future-thinking book about acceptance and support. I do strongly encourage reading this book to gain a greater understanding of the history of autism and what autistic individuals have experienced through the centuries. Hi, my name is Maylee. I love reading, and my favorite series is But Who Was Books. I like learning about people and what they have done. Some of my favorites are Who Was Sally Ride and Who Was Einstein. These books have cover illustrations with really big heads like bobblehead dolls. The drawings inside are all black and white without color. I just finished Who Was Claire Barton. Did you know that Claire Barton took care of her ill older brother? When she was just my age, there is so much you can learn about people from long ago and today. So check out the Who Was series of books. You might learn a little about yourself, too. I'm Marissa with the Atascacita Branch Library. And for my book review, I will be doing Haruki Murakami's Blind Willow, Sleeping Woman. And it's translated by Philip Gabriel and Jay Rubin. This book is a collection of 24 short stories written by Murakami, and it's actually going to be a repeat read for me because I have already read this book in the past numerous times, but alas, I am reading it once again. So um, this is kind of just what I've been reading and just a very short book review on it. So basically, if you're unfamiliar with Murakami's work, he does fiction works. He has one other nonfiction book, I believe, about his passion for running, but that's a whole other <laughs> story. Um, and basically, it's fiction with a heavy hand in magical realism. So a lot of his works are very surreal. A lot of them contain a lot of like fantastical elements in them. So while it is fiction, a lot of the stuff that he writes just doesn't make sense. <laughs> and to me, that's not a bad thing. In this collection of 24 short stories, I have a few that I really, really like. So for the first one being Birthday Girl, this one is about a 20-year-old Japanese woman who's working in a restaurant, I believe, and she has to deliver this meal to a guest um, within the restaurant because it's also kind of like a hotel. Um, so she goes up to this mysterious guy and she delivers the meal, but then he asks her what she would like for her birthday, because coincidentally it's her birthday as she's working. So she kind of gets into a conversation with him, and she's really struck by how odd this man seems, and especially in asking her what she would like for her birthday. So I won't spoil the ending, 
very good read. That was actually one of the first ones that comes up in the book. Um, second one would probably be the short story titled The Mirror. And this one is very, very short. I believe it's only like three pages in the book. Anyway, it's about a watchman at a local school. And he is going around making sure that nobody is, isn't there when they're not supposed to be there. He encounters a mirror. And then what happens next is something quite like fiction. Um, he sees another person in the mirror. And I'll stop right there. So, um, and then the last one that I really liked from this title is called Man-Eating Cats. And while the title is interesting, um, it's not actually about man-eating cats. I mean, there's cats, yeah. But as far as a man-eating cats, definitely not. Um, it's just a very weird kind of dreamlike story. And you'll find that with a lot of Murakami's works is that while you're reading them and that they don't make sense it's almost like you're in a dream and it's very trance-like and i think that's why i like a lot of his works because you just really get sucked in to a lot of the worlds that he creates within his works of fiction so this would be a book review that i i would recommend if you're more into lighter fluffier pieces with a clear resolution then i wouldn't recommend this but if you like to think a lot if you like no resolution at all sometimes, if you like materials or works of fiction that just make you go, what did I just read? Murakami would be for you. If you're not a fan of short stories, he does have other works of fiction, like Norwegian Wood or um, the popular Kafka on the Shore, which is kind of like a Catcher in the Rye read-alike. And then, of course, After Dark, which is something I would recommend because it's also one of those surreal titles where you're not too sure what's going on, but you like it. You like that you don't know. You like that the author probably doesn't know. That's a recommend for me. Again, it's Blind Willow Sleeping Woman, a collection of 24 stories by Haruki Murakami. Would you like to share a review of a book you've just read? Give us a one to two minute digital recording. Send it in to ata at hcpl.net with the subject heading Podcast Book Review. Thank you for joining us for Atascacita Branch Library's Advanced Copy. Our next podcast will be our 25th anniversary podcast. If you enjoy this program, please like and subscribe. You've been listening to Atascacita Library Advanced Copy. Find information on media used and resources mentioned on our podcast webpage. This podcast is produced by the staff of Atascacita Branch Library, a part of the Harris County Public Library System. Funds for the podcast are provided by a grant from Best Buy through the Friends of Atascacita Library. Find out more about this 501c3 organization at fol.ws. That's F-O-A-L dot W-S.